Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the hijinks. I've got a trick midterm tomorrow and I'm being chased by Guido, the killer pimp. The opportunities. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. And the wisdom. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? My name's Dangerously. Johnny Dangerous. Do you know your last name's an adverb? I'm Bill Blaze Jasky. You call me Billy Blaze. Beetle breakfast? Nah. Uh, beetle drink? Uh, beetle, uh, uh, beetle juice? Yes, that's it! Name's Beetlejuice? Yes, it twice. Just say it once more. Come on. Wow, what an ominous beginning for this week's Stuck in the 80s podcast. Uh, what are we talking about anyway? Prostitution. Hmm? No, no, not that. <laughs> this is our special Michael Keaton uh, podcast. I'm Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. <clears throat> And I'm Kathy Wass, news researcher at St. Petersburg Times. And I'm Sean Daly, the pop music critic from the St. Pete Times. And this show was my idea. Mine, 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 all mine. All his. Uh, because uh, I love Michael Keaton. And when I, in the 80s, uh, I wanted to be Michael Keaton. And I would model my behavior, <laughs> my behavior patterns on a cross between Michael Keaton and Alex P. Keaton, who was. Michael J. Fox. On Family Ties, right. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Do I have any of those mannerisms still? Billy Blazjowski yeah, from Night yeah. Shift was my hero yeah. a little bit. Yeah, a little, little Billy. He was every guy's hero in the 80s, I think. He's, he's, yeah, it's great. It's, it's one of my most quotable movies. I love it. So, um, we're doing Michael Keaton today. It's a great yeah. one. He's a classic 80s guy because in the 90s and, and the aughts, not so much. <laughs> not so not much. Not so much for Michael Keaton. He's, no. uh, he's hit some bad times. Yes. But... Uh, in the 80s, he was king. He was the man. I feel a lot of love in this room. Yeah, I think his first uh, screen credit was 1982 for Night Shift. As we sit here and idly chat, there are women, female human beings, rolling around in strange beds with strange men, and we are making money from that. Is this a great country or what? Yeah, that was his, and I remember reading yeah. in magazines, that was his big coming out. Like, Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, everyone was like, who is this guy? He's the next great thing, and it was awesome. It's uh, also one of uh, Ron Howard's first, oh, Splash was Ron Howard's first yeah. movie, and then Night Shift, correct? Night Shift. I think so. And then he would work it with him again. Uh, they, they the paper. Picture. The yeah, paper. the paper, that's right. Yeah. Well, the paper's not too bad. Yeah, that was I 90s. love the paper. I think it's the most realistic movie about what it's like to work at a paper that I've ever seen. And uh, so all day long we're celebrating such movies as Beetlejuice, Gung Ho, Johnny Dangerously, Night Shift, Mr. Mom, Batman. 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 I uh, think best I think best Batman. That, that uh, Steve is going to tell about <laughs> uh, his battle with uh, uh, heroin addiction when we talk. <laughs> we do clean and sober. That's a really funny story. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait about to hear the yeah, breakout sessions at the clinic. 
But um, uh, it's <laughs> but anyway, we'll start with uh, Night Shift, which you quote all the time. I quote all the time. In fact, I've been quoting it all morning. I've been going, Corndog. Yeah, Corndog. <laughs> you have it. Yeah. And I, I love when you run into an editorial meeting and you say, Love Brokers. <laughs> love Brokers. Love Brokers. <laughs> With your Sadly, pants my off. career has so. gone downhill ever since I started. Ever notice that every show I like to get you with your pants off at some time? You're always naked. It's not just the shows. <laughs> Puppies. Uh, pu- Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right here. Oh, there you go. Okay. Now, last week's show, I'm editing it afterwards, and all of a sudden I hear Kathy go, puppies. Because I referred to having a one white glove on my yes. naughty bit. What, what, what's okay, the whole deal with puppies? Puppies is what you say. I, I came up with this several years ago, but when you when you need to get something out of your head because it's Im- imprinted in your brain, I need to think about happy thoughts like puppies. So I usually say puppies, puppies, puppies. What about then... a pic- what about if I said I was like naked on a couch petting a puppy? Doesn't that kind of screw <laughs> oh, things up? Oh, then you mess bit? it up for me. Then I, I gotta to say, think about kittens. Last week's episode on um on Thriller was I, I really enjoyed listening to it. But it's funny. I wonder if there are some people out there. You know, every week Steve Spears gives us a little bit of his romantic history, and it's usually like you advancing on some, you know, <laughs> on some helpless prey. Taking a bite of but me. But there's some guy. You know, there should be the Steve Spears guide to dating. dating. You know, oh, you yeah. know, for makeout yeah. sessions, cue up human nature, <laughs> and, let, and let MJ and let MJ do the rest. You know, looking at. And and descend. <laughs> Fingers splayed. Oh, man. Isn't it enough that I write I know, you're, blog? Yeah, you are. You are uh, oh, a blog geez. that people actually Speaking read. Speaking of things that I would have to say puppies to, the thought of Henry Winkler making out with Shelley Long yeah. oh, in, I know. in Night, Night Shift. Shift. I never yeah. think of Shelley Long as being a sex symbol, and certainly she's probably not worthy of ever being. But she's here she plays a prostitute. She's yeah. hot in that. She's Remember she's when, totally she, hot, when, yeah. when Shelley Long comes over to uh, Henry Winkler's house and she she's making breakfast. Oh, making breakfast. She, oh, she takes yeah. off her clothes. And she's oh, in that man. like, kind of, man, she looks good. The heart panties. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, she's hot. She's hot in that. And Henry Winkler, who was this Never hot. First... <laughs> Ever. Now, Henry Winkler <laughs> not did even a bunch of fun. movies in the 70s and 80s. Um, but was this his first, like, kind of against, really against type role? I know. Yeah, because he kind of plays the nerd this the time. The nebbish, yeah. you know. And he's a funny, funny guy. He's he actually, you know. And now he's sort of kind of making his little comeback now after years of just basically being a director and a producer. Now you see him starting to show back up in the films again because you yeah. see him in The Water Boy and uh, Arrested Development. Him. Yeah. Adam Sandler loves him because he's he? just in. Um, I think he's in Click. He is in Click. He, yeah, he, he, is he in plays Click. his father. He is another thing that Night Shift is known for is the first film credits for Kevin Costner and Shannon Dougherty. Oh yes, oh, Shannon. That's, that's Shannon right. is the blue belt that beats him up. That's she beats right. him up and, in the elevator with cookies. Costner is one of the frat boys. He's one of the frat who boys who comes oh. in to. Uh, yeah. Now I can. I can tell you, as someone who's seen this movie probably fifty or sixty times, I cannot make out Costner in that no, scene. But I can't. But Shannon is Shannon. Fair, yeah, fairly She's obvious. The, yeah. Let's hear a little She's the one Billy Blaze Jowski. Can we get some Billy Blaze Jowski in? Hold the phone. I got it. Oh, you're going to cure cancer? No. Tuna fish. What if you mix mayonnaise right in the can with the tuna fish? Hold it. Hold it. Wait a minute, Chuck. Take live tuna fish and feed them mayonnaise. Oh, this is good. Call Starkist. I love that. Know, yeah, I'd love to know how much they let him improvise, yeah. too. Because it's just way too fast, and it just sounds too natural, some of that stuff. Yeah. It's great. 
When's the last time you saw Night Shift? Uh, you do last night. You do meticulous <laughs> research for this I show. I do. I do. And it I was actually the first time I had seen this movie. I don't mean to sell you other things. That was the first time you saw it? I had the first time Did I you laugh? Did you oh like my it? God, how it's hilarious. It, how does it hold up? Because I mean, I think I saw it for the first time on cable or I saw it on video right when it came out. But I mean, here it is 24 years later. I mean, did it seem dated to you? No, not really. No. <laughs> I love the part. I no, because think... um, Michael Keaton's great in this. He, uh, yeah. But doesn't it make you sad in a way? Because you kind of know, God, why couldn't Michael Keaton have been like this? Well, a writer named Joe for the Queenan, last 24 years. Joe Queenan wrote an article in Esquire, uh, I want to say a few years ago, kind of bemoaning Michael Keaton about how he was our next, our great I hope, know. you know, in the 80s. And, and he just kind of gave up. And such a gifted comedian. I think he might have a comedy in the works coming out soon. Yeah, but. he just kind of gave it all up. I did, I did some research, and he just kind of didn't want to act anymore, and had a son and wanted to be a father and do normal things you know and, and gave up that... gave up the Batman for, I mean they were going to pay oh, him tons of money 35 million dollars yeah. they were going to give him to play but Batman he saw three. that script and said forget it he said no he said okay. no. I, I have newfound respect for I know guy. because I, know. That third I, I, one. I respect me more because I just found out he once dated Ginger Lynn and yeah. uh, who said, else did? Oh, Courtney Cox he was you remember that that this was the oh, whole time he was with Courtney Cox too that doesn't seem right Anyway. I'll tell you, so, so his success in Night Shift gets him the role in Mr. Mom, yes. which is written by John Hughes, John Hughes and produced by Aaron Spelling. Aaron Spelling. Oh, rest in right. peace. Kind of that's an right. unusual combination for an 80s movie. Yeah, but yeah. That's, I think there is some John Hughes stuff going on there. Oh, yeah. There's definitely some Well, it's based in stuff. Chicago, for one. Uh, <laughs> Shocking. No, I'm sorry. No. Detroit. Detroit, yeah. Wow. Yeah, because cars. But you Detroit. know what Mr. Mom's great about is that it kind of... It, it's a great sales tool for like the suburban life and oh. like settling down because Michael Keaton still made being a dad look kind of cool. Oh yeah, with the well, wo- drinking beer, <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> drinking beer in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Got a beer? It's seven o'clock in the morning. Scotch. I, I love the scene too because I know nothing about tools or how to build anything. Oh, you like? And the, I love uh... the scene when Martin Mull comes in oh, and, yeah. he's, and, and Jack Bauer just lost his job. Jack Bauer. That's no. that's his name in this, right? Jack, Butler. J- Butler. Jack, <laughs> Jack Bowers from Twenty Four. That's for next week. Our cue for Sutherland. Uh, okay. Uh, but the I Young love Guns that. episode. And, and he comes in. He's pretending like he's working on the house. And he has no idea. Let's hear that scene real quick. Come on over here, Ron. Let me show you what I'm doing. Taking advantage of some of the time off to uh, add a whole new wing on here. I'm going to rip these walls out and, uh, of course, rewire it. Yeah, you're going to make it all two twenty. Yeah, two twenty, two twenty-one, whatever it takes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's a good movie. It's uh, it's got some interesting co-stars in it. I thought Terry Gar, Terry Gar, hot, not no longer working, diagnosed with uh, multiple sclerosis. Thanks and, for bringing yeah. the show down. And, yeah, uh, bringing but, it but, down. So that's why, if you and, wonder why you don't see her as much anymore, that's one of the reasons. You got uh, Martin Mull, obviously, and Jillian. Christopher Lloyd makes a little cameo in there. Supposedly, this movie was based on John Hughes's own uh, experiences as a father, as a like live at home father or stay at home dad when he quit some job in a warehouse in the 70s to start writing jokes at home. So that's kind of where you get the the background from it. And also, as uh, I'm, a, I'm a new parent, um, the Whoopi. The Whoopi. The Whoopi. I and I think all young parents, it's so funny. I was, we, you know, in, in my neighborhood where I live, you know, it's all these young families. And everyone refers to the whatever it is would be at the towel or the blanket or the sheet that the kids binky. as the whoopee. Yeah. Yep. And so, bin- oh, the binky. We're trying to wean the kid off mm-hmm. the binky now. So Listen, Ace. You and I have to have a man-to-man talk here about your whoopee. Your whoopee's looking bad, bud. 
Now, wait a minute. Now, listen to me. I understand that you little guys start out with your whoobies and you think they're great. And they are. They are terrific. But pretty soon, a whoobie isn't enough. You're out in the street trying to score an electric blanket or maybe a quilt. And the next thing you know, you're strung out on bedspreads, Ken. <laughs> That's oh, great. Man. You know what Michael Keaton's great too is escalating the joke, like taking the joke, like just adding one more thing on one to more it. Thing. You know, I probably know John Hughes wrote the whole thing, but he's just so good about you know maybe a quilt, maybe a quilt. <laughs> great. That's great. Man. But yeah, we're trying to weed the kid off a of binky now, yeah. and it's, it oh, might my, as well be a whoopie. Oh, my nephew's binky. You could put his entire head through it. It's like a poncho now. <laughs> You're just like, oh, come on. But no, he won't let it go. So after after Mr. Mom, Keaton goes on and takes a role in a movie that I got to admit is just not my favorite 80s movie. And yet Sean owns it on DVD. Oh, it's and not I'm Ron talking- Howard. We miss it. It's his next Ron Howard movie. Are we talking about Gung Ho? No, I'm talking about Johnny Dangerously. Oh, oh sorry. Hi. I jumped the gun. Yeah, Johnny Dangerously. Gun. It's great. And Johnny Dangerously fell in with all of the um, like satirical airplane type, the stupid humor movies. Right. Yeah. Because it's really, oh, really yeah. based on that. Johnny, I want you to meet two new members of the gang. Danny Berman and his sidekick, Dutch. Hello, Johnny. How are you, Danny? Danny and I used to fight in the old neighborhood. I always wondered what happened to you. Well... I fulfilled a lot of people's predictions about me. I've become a real scumbag. Hey, good for you, Danny. You know, a lot of people go their whole lives without ever realizing what they want to be. You know what's sad is uh, Keaton's slipping in and out of his accent in that scene. Oh, right yeah. It's just not a good movie. But he does turn around, though, and make a great movie next, which is Gung Ho. Great movie. Another Ron Howard flick. What did you think of Gung Ho, Kathy? You haven't seen it, have you? How could you get to the 80s and not see Gung Ho? Featuring... What's happening, hot stuff? Getty Watanabe is Long Duck Dong from 16 Candles, and he plays uh, Kiriyashu, Kiriyashi in uh, the Japanese automaker in the movie Gung Ho. And he's also in Volunteers with Tom Hanks and uh, And he was later in Rita ER. Wilson. He was kind of slumming in ER, Getty yeah. he's, great. he's a He's an 80s icon. I will say nothing bad about him. We should do a Getty Watanabe <laughs> show. <laughs> like yeah. season four of Stuck in the 80s. We're really running out. Uh, this is where I think Keaton actually hits his uh, peak. In I the do 80s. too. As an actor, it, it's he turns it around. So incredibly funny. It's and Ron fun- Howard directed it again. About- Here's my favorite scene from Gung Ho with uh, Michael Keaton talking to the Japanese automakers and having a bit of a language uh, uh, barrier. Can we count on you? <laughs> Fellas, the frog's ass watertight. Yes, we believe it is. That's great. These are great clips. You know what's funny? I mean, the hard thing with Michael Keaton. Just the way he says that. Fellas. Fellas. He's such a visual actor, and it's hard to capture him. Just audio for a show like this. The but, eyebrows and the oh, yeah. The way he's and... sitting in his chair, he's leaning back. I mean, he's he's a complete actor. I just, I just can't get over it. Jeez, you're really a... Wow, uh, I didn't realize you felt that strongly about also, him. Uh, I thought from, this from was Gung Ho, one of my favorite quotes, and Jen and I at home, whenever something's going really, really bad for us, we always say, you think you got problems. I got problems with hair on them. It happens at the end of the movie. That's it's right. Great. It is a great it's line. Great. Hold on. I took a date to Gung Ho. Oh. Uh. I'm not going to say her name because I took a, a date to Gung Ho. 
and um, you're waiting we're watching you're... the movie, and this is I, I shouldn't even you know I should tell the story, but I, I I really really liked her a lot. But I took her to the movie. And I noticed that she had. You know, that's where we're like, you know, eating popcorn, watching the movie, that she had warts on her head. Oh, oh God. So I really had, like, I, 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 I planned on this relationship lasting a while, but as soon as I, I, I oh. saw that, I'm like, I'm going to have to end this. <laughs> I got oh, that. and I so can't I eat that wait. popcorn either. I, yeah, oh. and, so, and so as we were, uh, that was our first date. We went back to our house and we were walking around the neighborhood. And, you know, and she's like, oh, I'm having so much fun. The whole time thinking is, how am I going to get out of this with Morty, you know? And so I eventually said, uh, I don't think this is working out. And she was like, what are you talking about? Is that yeah. what you said? That was the line? Yeah, I, I said something squirming. That's I remember it good. was summer and I was wearing a sweater. I don't know what that's. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I was really hot. Is that, uh, that's that's a really lame line. I got to give you that. Yeah. You usually supposed but to. Say, I was like, I got a lot of things going on in my life right now. I'm not sure I have time I, for this. I wasn't good at that, and I was trying to get out for a really what a superficial reason. Here was, I'm in a sweater, <laughs> my man yeah. boobs sticking out. Yeah. You know. And she's sticking with me, but I'm leaving know. her because she's got a little bit of epidermal problems on her hands. <laughs> That's not cool. That's not cool. Anyway, gung ho. No. He squeezed out a couple of uh, other not so fantastic ones Touch and Go and The Squeeze. Yeah, they both blow. Yeah. Before he came, comes out with his opus of the 80s and probably his well, career, actually. I speak of Beetlejuice. Yeah. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. I'm the ghost with the most, babe. You know, the first time I saw Beetlejuice, I hated it. I was in the theater with uh, Dustin Chapman, my friend Dustin Chapman, and we were laughing because we, we really hated it. We, we, really? we likened it to having our gums scraped. Wow. I don't know why I hated I it so much. And now I, I love the movie, and I love the lines from it, and especially his parts. Like, I actually start getting really excited when his, his – you know, he's probably in it for what? Made 10 minutes total? 17.5 really? minutes. Oh, great. Where'd you get that? It only took two weeks to film his part in this movie. Wow. His first work with um, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yes. You know, and I think the problem why you didn't like it is I – think, I think the first time I saw it – did this come before or after Edward Scissorhands? About oh, the same? before. Before. Ever yeah. since her hands is like because, I mean, Tim Burton is like one of those things that it's like eating asparagus for the first time. It just doesn't doesn't taste right. Oh, see, no. I and was a Tim Burton fan really? from, from the, the very, very begin- beginning. Uh, very I had to, beginning. I had to, it was an acquired taste. It was an acquired taste no. for me. I think my problem with Beetlejuice the first time was that I was expecting him to be in it the whole time. Yeah, and he's And not. I'm like, well, who are these actors? Well, it was, uh, you know, uh, Alec Baldwin and, and Gina and Davis. Davis. And Winona Ryder. And Winona Ryder. But I didn't care about any of those. I was there because I loved Michael Keaton yeah. and I wanted to see him for two hours. God, yeah. when you Think about it. All the co-stars from that movie have gone, are now ne'er do wells. Yeah. Oh, Jeffrey Nolan, Jones. Jeffrey Jones. Jones. Sex for, offender. Yeah. Winona Ryder. Ryder. Shoplifter. Yeah. Dick Cavett. Serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Oh, Robert sort of. Goulet. Hey, don't mess with Goulet. <laughs> you know, actually, don't this was not Goulet. actually even supposed to be a comedy when it first started. It was supposed to be a uh, drama called The Maitlands. It was only when Keaton began filming his scenes that Tim Burton said, you know what, this has potential to be something a little bit different and kind of refocused the film as a dark comedy. A little different. <laughs> yeah, I guess a drama. A drama. I can't oh, see that. Oh, I'll give you, I, and I'll see my trivia and raise you some trivia. You know, Tim Burton actually wanted Sammy Davis Jr. to play the part of Beetlejuice. Sammy Davis Jr. Huh. I kid thee not. It was the glass wow. eye. He could <laughs> pop it out. They'd save money on special <laughs> oh, effects. exactly. They'd save a bunch like, Sammy, do the eye. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I guess they felt Michael Keaton was more qualified. More qualified. Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. 
I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? You think I'm qualified? You know, I read somewhere in a magazine interview that Michael Keaton says he's really longing to star in a sequel to this movie. I guess oh, so. That would he's, be so cool. He, wants, he needs money. <laughs> That's not true. He, oh, sure I he's doubt that. Well. He's got to pay for his toupees. <laughs> oh. Hey, hey, it's time for Name That 80s Tune, the weekly segment where we play a song Woo. from the 80s. You name the song title, you name the band, Bill and Ski. we send you Bill nothing Ski. in the mail because we've run out of prizes. Actually, we'll find something. We're going to make some bumper stickers soon. We have a lot of winners pins. this week. A lot of we winners this week, Steve. Of winners. Let's I first. Jason Bilski from Waltham. First, we'll play the song that Jason Bilski named. Ah, do you recognize the tune, my friend? I Indeed. No, I know you do. Oh, yeah. Kathy. Yes. What is it? It's Chicago. Stay in the Kathy night. dated somebody who looked like Peter Cicero. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little known secret. Anyway, we did have a lot of winners. We have uh, Christopher Channel from Hayes, Kansas. Hayes, Kansas. David Akers, field goal kicker for the Philadelphia Eagles from yep. Aberdeen, Washington, Aberdeen. was a winner. Tony, wow. Tony from Indianapolis. Walter Cox from Ridgeland, Mississippi. Darren Carlson from Hilo, Hawaii. Weldon Glenn from Goshen, Indiana. And your buddy, Jason Bilski. From Waltham, Mass. Woo! Waltham, southeast of Boston. <laughs> I got to tell you, Jason was uh, not so happy about your pronunciation of yeah. his hometown on last week's show. He sent me the email. Bilrica, Worcester. I mean, what do you want, Bilski? <laughs> what do you want? You know, Bilski, you could be send five towns for him to pronounce next week, and I'll nail each one. <laughs> anyway, All right, let's play this week's tune. Here's this yes. week's tune. That is from... Uh, Miami Spice, starring Amber Lynn and Tori Wells. It is uh, obviously pornographic music. I don't know. Do you know what that music is? Come on, it's pretty easy. You want want one more hint? Yeah. (laughs) You like that, huh? That's That's just for you, Bilski. (laughs) That's my way of saying it's all good. It's all good. So anyway, if you know the name of this week's tune, email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com, and we'll let you know next week if you're a wiener. Hello, folks. You're stuck in the 80s, but I can't think of a nicer bunch of people with whom I would like to be stuck. Martin. That's Martin from Birmingham, England, one of our it fans totally from overseas. Sounds like McCartney. I know. I, I pretended that it was actually McCartney talking to me and only me. And only, oh, <laughs> when was he was really talking sweet. only Those to British me. British guys. Have you ever dated a British guy? No. Not yet. Have you ever dated a, a British girl? No. Or a guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, nah. uh, that's another uh, I got my eye on Bilski, though. <laughs> Anyway, as everyone knows, you can always leave us a fan greeting and we'll use it on the show. All you have to do is go to our blog at blogs.tampabay.com slash 80s. It was newly redesigned this week. looks fantastic. Look for the toll-free number. Call us and leave us a message. Just end it with the words, I'm stuck in the 80s and all is well. Do you recognize the song, by the way, behind the fan greeting? 
but still oh, yeah. get me wrong by the pretenders. Yeah. What, in which Michael Keaton movie did it appear? Gung Ho. Ah, nice. uh, That's just for you, Shawnee. Just for Sean. Anyway, so where do we leave Michael Keaton before the break? Oh, uh, right. right before Batman. Batman. Which was a huge controversy when they picked him because of all of his other movies. They thought it was going to be a comedy. They thought there was no way that he was going to be able to pull off Batman. How much did Batman make? A ton. Like it was, I know it was the number oh, one yeah. movie of the year. Like wasn't by it, far, yeah. it was. Wasn't it kind of like the first of the real? Yeah, it was. The, yeah, the beginning of the yeah, all the superhero movies. Superhero I, mean, I know Superman had been around, but I mean, but but no, but yeah, the, that was the beginning of like the franchise of. Yeah, Steve, the do you recall? I told the story about being a, um, an usher at a movie theater during the summer of Batman. Do you remember the summer which, of Batman um, episode that is that that viewers can go or listeners can go back and listen to it? No, I don't. But it's if you go to the blog, you they're all listed right there. And you just I think it. it's our soundtrack one. Oh, that's right. It is the soundtrack episode. That was the summer of uh, I'd have to tear tickets for a go guy to the like soundtrack the episode. Part <laughs> two. The Riddler outfit. Exactly. That guy with like the tight plastic Batman. <laughs> you can hear him just straining for breath. You know, <laughs> hey Batman, you want butter on that popcorn? <gasps> <laughs> so hot in mask. <laughs> we'll God. pass out any oh. moment. I <laughs> one. one. But, was that, uh, was that one of the Molly Sherman sh- stories? Yes, oh, it is. drink. It is. It is Molly Sherman stories. <laughs> See, don't you feel a little weird this podcast that you haven't talked about any chicks? I know, any chicks. Violating <laughs> some woman's innocence? Surely, <laughs> well, <watch> you, you, <laughs> surely you manhandled some innocent during Mr. Mom. <laughs> Speaking of Batman, Steve, if you could be any superhero, who would it be? It has to be an existing superhero. You mean I can't invent one? No. Um, I'm going to go with Aquaman. What? <laughs> Aquaman, Aquaman is the worst possible. That's. I'm sorry. No, I don't okay. want to denigrate your choice. You know Why what? would you be Aquaman? Because I, I've generally found that I'm I'm not an important person in, in my life, and uh, I might as well be a not important superhero. Oh, <laughs> God. That's just There's sadness oh, in our producer's eyes. Our producer is and I, I look really good in orange. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Kathy, who would you be? Well, I don't know if I could top that. I, I think I'd be a villain. Can I be a villain instead? No, no, I'd be, be Wonder Woman. Wonder no, 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 you could be a villain. Oh, who would no, you be? no. I, Listen, I, mean, I went to Wonder Woman, thinking in my head for a minute with the golden lasso. Ew, oh. gross. <laughs> hey, who would um, who what villain would you be? Oh, Catwoman. Catwoman. She's not mm-hmm. a villain, is she? Yeah, well, she is. Well, in the original TV series, yes. A fanboy would tell you that it's kind of ambivalent. Well, <laughs> because she sometimes was sometimes like, I use my powers for good, sometimes evil. Right, that's true. I'd be the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> really, I, I really, I, I, I like the Hulk a lot. Like, I wish I could, like, when I get really angry, which I, I rarely do, but when I do, I wish I could uh, turn into a giant green fan. I know. In no, traffic, I wish spot. I could be the. But Hulk, you know, I saw yeah. Superman Returns. And it was excellent. Please go see it. It was really good. That's what the the boy at Blockbuster told me all about. We had a lo- long conversation about that. I don't know. You wanted to tell writing? me all. I was writing Batman to oh, watch really? again because I didn't you're have really it. Really devoted to this. I know. I'm devoted. What's your to favorite stuck part in the Batman? 80s. God. Um, is it the best Batman movie out of all of them? I think it is because even the second one, even though I, I love Tim Burton, it's a little weird. The whole oh the yeah. um, penguin the penguin is disturbing. Danny DeVito, it just it's just a little too nauseating to see that you know clammy. Oh, his hands are like oh. all. Yeah. Though 
though Danny DeVito has the best death scene in Johnny Dangerously, where he's attacked by the malt liquor bowl. <laughs> I love that. Johnny but, Dangerously, good. Yep. You're using your research. I'm using my research. Let's talk for a second about some of the roles that Michael Keaton turned oh, down. Yeah, I want to hear oh, these. Oh, yeah. He, well, uh, the third Batman, first of all. Right. He was offered $35 million yep. to do Batman 3. $35, $35 million. million. Keep in mind, I mean, $35 million today would be a lot. $35 million. Oh, wait. Tom Cruise doesn't even make $35 million. Right. Who um, directed the, the third one? That, that wasn't Schumacher, was, was it? it? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. Schumacher. And, was they just, Schumacher? and, and the uh, even was, uh, Tim Burton didn't even was going to executive produce it, and even he dropped out because he yeah. said, I'm just not interested in it after seeing the script. He turned down the role as Dr. Seth Brundle in The Fly. Oh, yeah. That went to uh, Jeff Goldblum. Did not know that. Another native of Pittsburgh. He was actually supposed to play the role of Dr. Jack Shepard in the TV show Lost. Yes. Turn that down, too. Turn that down. Was now this is this Who is, is Jack Shepard on Lost? Uh, Matthew Fox. Okay. And here's the one that's going to blow your mind. Was actually offered the role of Captain Jack Sparrow in yes. Pirates Can of the Caribbean. Oh, my God. I can't, really? I can't even. I don't you know, know what it is? These people are trying to get Michael Keaton. Uh, these people are, are, are realizing yeah. the same thing we do. He should be. I know. He should have and been I a massive think, yeah. star. I mean, do you think, but do you think, I mean, let's face it. I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean made. Pirates of the Caribbean made Johnny Depp, who was already a fantastic actor, into like Hollywood gold. Oh, I know. Do you think that would have happened again for Michael Keaton had he taken the role? I mean, well, it depends on how he would have played yeah. the the pirate. I mean, if he would have played him as kind of like a, a Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice turned down a bit, yeah. you know, like a total like just oh, you know, yeah. but you without know, he... moral total immoral mess. It could have been really, really it could funny. have. But do you, did you ever see once again in one of those horrible ninety movies? Did you see him in Much Ado About Nothing or about yeah? Where he sort of did that Beetlejuice character, it did not work. It didn't work. It didn't work at all. So I would be a little worried. Yeah, if he could tune it down, I, I don't know. Yeah, the eighties. He didn't do much out of the eighties, did he? Um, Jack the, the Frost. paper. I, you know, maybe I'll rent the paper again. Rent the paper because it's a fantastic. And you know movie. what I laugh at? My dad and I saw in the theater was Multiplicity because <laughs> Harold oh, Ramis was a good director. I mean, Harold Ramis set up Michael Keaton to do good things. So Multiplicity yeah. is funny. Don't nod your head if you don't agree with me. You haven't seen it, have you? No. She's not nodding her head. She's falling asleep. <laughs> I was, I'm sorry. I was snoozing. I'm going to give you I'm my. Back. I'll give you my post '80s Michael Keaton picks. I'm going to say get Live from Baghdad, the HBO movie. Oh, that is good. Where he with plays CNN producer Robert Wiener. Wiener. He plays CNN producer Robert Wiener in the true story of that is CNN's excellent. coverage of the first uh, Warner Rack. Yeah. I also like a shot at glory. Oh, he's in Cars. Yeah, he's the he's voice in of a uh, chick in Cars. I was really yeah. happy to hear that. It was a little um, manic too. It was good. Wow, that's fantastic. I hadn't seen Cars, so I didn't know he was in it. Glad to see he's still working. I'm glad he's, he's still entertaining people because his work in the '80s was unparalleled. I know we all have our favorite '80s movie, and after we're talking about this podcast, so Kathy, what's yours now? It's. I'd have to say, even though I've seen all the others, it's still Beetlejuice. Wow. I love him. Good that. choice. Nothing wrong yeah, with Beetlejuice that. Beetlejuice, you can watch. It's he's still great. I mean, yes. was seventeen. Minutes. 17, Seventeen minutes, and, and he minutes. still steals. The but movie. his parts, are, yeah, he really does. Mine is especially now that I'm a dad and uh, I have a forever fiance, an almost wife. Um, Mr. Mom, Mr. Mom means a lot to me. Now. I can I can put that movie That's in so all the time. And it's funny. A baby eats chili. <laughs> baby eats chili. So it's got edge. Steve, what's your favorite? It's gonna, I'm gonna sticking with Night Shift. The no, first is always the one. best. I'm a, I'm old school. What can you say? 
kicking it old school. Kicking it old school. Then. Hey, don't forget, next week is our gala one-year anniversary of Woo-hoo. Stuck in the 80s. We have a special episode planned about our favorite 80s band. Kathy is swooning. Oh, swooning over Duran Duran. Swooning about Duran Duran. But until then, we will leave you here firmly stuck in the 80s. Goodbye, guys. See you later. Ciao. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the online department of the St. Petersburg Times and TBT. You can subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Note to Steve, stop scratching balls at desk. Puppies! (laughs) 